Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hello, Internet. Hello. Also, not the Internet. I imagine that... You can I, download episodes, right? Yeah, there's got to be someone out there that listens to this episode either... Well, right, when I say right now, I mean in the moment that you're listening to this. In the so moment right that now, you heard him say right now. Somebody right now is listening to this episode somehow without the addition of Internet, or they maybe had it previously. I don't know. Maybe on a plane. But we do welcome... Everybody, uh, internet users and not internet users. Um, it's true, because we are starting a cult that's Grand Up Jake, and we can't be too picky about how you consume the cult's, uh, you know... Not at all. Well, what am I... The word. I the don't care. If word. we could somehow boil every episode down into a pamphlet and send them out to everyone, that would be... I, we would do it if we could make that happen, but that just seems inf- very impossible. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll see where the tech, the pamphlet technology takes us over the next couple of years. Maybe they've been around for long enough. They should they they need to be updated. Holographic pamphlets. That is the new name of my band that I'm not in. But just in case anyone's trying to use that holographic pamphlets, <laughs> You've copywritten the name. It is uh, copyrighted. Copywritten. What is that? Uh, Righted. I copywrote. Copywrote. <laughs> no. Wrote. I don't know what's going on, but. But today, (laughs) we are back, and last week we talked about The Conjuring, so maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't. Um, I hope you're ready, because we're not talking about that today. No, this is not last episode. I am not saying that it won't come up, because uh, I don't know where conversation will put us Who knows what we'll say. Tune in. This is one thing I think is very fun. Um... For those of you out there that listen, I don't know if you know this, but most shows follow some sort of a script or a, uh, at least, I don't know what you'd call just like a breakdown of we're going to do this, 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 and this in this particular order, and then we're going to close it up. We don't do that. We are looking at notes, and that is about it. Yeah. So, but... I when I say I don't know, I don't know, because maybe it'll come up. I, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of room for for extra talking. There is. Um, today we'll do. Let's see. Do we got any little housekeeping we got to do? I don't really think so. Um, I no. know. For those of you interested, uh, this was was that let two years ago already that we were watching Z Nation. Was that two years? I think so. Yeah, because that was the summer before COVID. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we like spent the entire summer just watching Z Nation. Yeah, okay. Well, the the prequel show to that Black Summer, which is actually far far better than Z Nation. I don't know if it's better. It just it definitely takes itself way more seriously. Yeah, it's more it's it's an actual show as opposed to like you put it on like Z Nation, you could turn it on and just kind of sit down, you can play on your phone or whatever you want to do and just it's there in the background. There's you pick a, it up. Yeah, there's not like a single fart joke. Um, in this show, it is. It's much more akin to 
uh, something in the Walking Dead area where it's taken very seriously. Yeah, Black Summer. Yeah, and uh, the new season is out, so that's, again, that's not really uh, like something we promote or we're not getting paid to do, but I like we're, it. We're so doing it right now, talking about it. I'm putting it out there because that's how these things work, you know? You, you know? like something, you tell people about it. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, Then I guess the only other bit of housekeeping we have, oh, there's one more thing in the media format. Uh, Willie's Wonderland, the Nicolas Cage film, is available on Hulu now. We need to watch it. We for need any to. of your reasons. I definitely agree. I could not bring myself to pay for it only because I didn't think. I'll be honest with you. You envisioned right now. this very thing happening. It just came out on a free thing you already got. Mm. Not free, but it's something you already have. Yeah, it's something I'm already utilizing, and it's, it's available to me at no extra cost now as opposed to having to pay that subscription and then also rent or buy this movie. And if it's if if I watch it and it's good enough, I will find a copy of it and own it because that is what I like to do. That's what you have to do. But I'm too stubborn to just buy things outright at the moment, so we'll see. Uh, then the last little bit is um, Patrick Warburton. If you're listening, come on, we're dude. still looking for you. What are you doing? Not on the show. We yeah, we're still looking for you. You know, it'd be you'd be a great addition. Not only have you met Jerry Seinfeld, but You've also met the guy who plays Newman. So, <laughs> so that's a twofer. We, we have to have you. Okay? I'm not going to lie. I don't know what the guy's name that played Newman was. In He's real just life. Newman. Forever he will always be Newman. I think you're right. Yeah. But with all of that out of the way now, we are finally ready to talk about the... I'm going to say this. I could very well be wrong, but I think he might be the only one in history that can openly claim this title as the Lobster Boy Killer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Lobster Boy. I don't think there are other people out there that can make that claim without some form of a joke involved. Like, oh, I used a crab to beat somebody. No, this is very serious. Very serious matters. It's pretty funny, but it's serious. Get ready, though, because we are going to have... We're going to have a ball of a time talking about this one. Oh, yeah. it is... I mean, come on. It's a guy who has crab claws. Okay? And like, this, it's fun. this story is just chock full of carnies. And you know what? That's exactly what we need today. It is We true. need it. The carny lifestyle is very uh, enticing to Admirable me. in a way. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. You know it. what I mean? It, it is. It's, they're very devoted to their craft. And their craft... In all honesty, no offense to carnies out there, because I have no disrespect for any of you, but their craft that they dedicate their lives to is quite literally a carnival. So it's not like it's and like... Isn't that just so wondrous? It's just so mystifying. It's like, it's not like you're a doctor or a surgeon. You're like, my life is dedicated to medicine. Or like, my life is dedicated to taking care of children. It's like... I I run carnivals, and we just try to scam people and let them have fun while they're being scammed. Hey, man, it seems like a good time. I'm but, into it. All right, let's get into Lobster Boy, all right? Let's do it. Lobster Boy. This uh, this guy's name was Grady Franklin Stiles Jr., otherwise known and otherwise and professionally known as uh, Lobster Boy. He was an American freak show performer during the mid-20th century, and he was immortalized in history for both his genetic def- genetically deformed extremities and murder. Yeah, and uh, again, I think this this might be important to put out there just because, you know, we, do, we don't want to exclude people. Uh, we're not laughing at this guy. We're just laughing at this guy, if that makes sense. Yeah. He's got crap if you, if you get it, you get it. If you don't... Don't be it's offended fine. by it. That's all it's I can say. It's also fine. Yeah. It's a guy. Yeah, we know it's a bad thing, but it's like we're come telling on. the story it's of this fun. guy who just so happens to have claws. And uh, it's, come on now, it's a guy with claws. Yeah, you know, you know, he's a piece damn. of shit. All right, we're covering our bases way too too early. We are. We don't even know who this guy is. All right, so <laughs> Grady Styles Jr. He was born in Pittsburgh. Uh, July 18th of 1937. I've been there. Have you? And that seems like a place where someone with crab claws would be born. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is, is that the one you told me? It was just like a, a crazy, like, middle-of-nowhere road, and then you go underground and just come up in Pittsburgh? Yeah, it was... I don't know if it was the direction I was coming from or what, but, like, we were... 
it's all these trees and mountains, and then you go into this tunnel, and you're in that tunnel. It's maybe like a two-mile tunnel, maybe a little bit less. I'm not sure. And you come out, and you're just in like the middle of a city. Jesus it's Christ! It's like where did you feel like you've been transported to another location in time? <laughs> and in a way, you have, but you're just sort in of. Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, going through time, just in real time. So Pittsburgh, uh, that's where Grady Styles Jr. was born in July 18th, 1937, uh, to Grady and Edna Styles. He was their fourth child. All right. Uh, one thing to note about Grady Styles Sr., his father, uh, he suffered from a rare genetic uh, deformity known as ectrodactyly. Oh. All right. So this is where the fingers and toes are fused together, resulting in like claw-like extremities. That's also, badass. It is pretty cool. Dude, we'll definitely be posting pictures of this. Like, we have to. But, uh, so, in in fact, uh, the Styles family had a history of ectrodactyly uh, dating back to the 1840s. So, uh, this this might be a rhetorical question. I'm not sure if you have the answers to this. Are they a family of uh, freak show performers, or was he... Was, did, like, so, I actually... I'm envisioning the father being like a... A train, like working on a train somewhere. <laughs> well, uh, so a lobster boy, the the main topic of this this episode. His father, who was of the same name, Grady Styles Senior, he was the first of the Styles family to like enter the freak show business. Okay, okay, yeah. Now, is that this? I'm imagining that in order to get into the freak show business, it's sort of like. How Bill Schnoblin talked about getting in the Illuminati, like they reach out to you. You know, it's like you it don't really seems... like apply to be in the freak show. They find you and they're like, You'd be yeah. a perfect fit. Or you could just be like super self aware, like, you know what? I know I know who I am. I know what I'm I am. I'm gonna go seek this out and they're gonna give me a job. And they did. Cool. You know? Hey, make it work. Make it work however you they want it to They made it work, work, man. Uh, so, yeah, this deformity landed Grady Styles Sr. a job as part of a sideshow attraction for a traveling carnival, uh, which naturally took him on the road for, like, months at a time. All right? Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, he's just on the road. So this time away from his father uh, was tough on Grady Jr., lobster boy. Uh, and the fine people of Pittsburgh at the time did not make it any easier for him. Uh Bound to a wheelchair due to his deformed legs, unable to bear weight. Represent, bro. Represent. He's a bad representation of the community, but you know what? We <laughs> well, you accept know what? him nonetheless. All wheelchairs. At least stick together. as of right now. I accept him. Uh, but again, I, this is probably horribly offensive, but I'm, I'm going to say it out loud. I imagine, I mean, this is in the, back in these days, they didn't have power wheelchairs, so it was one of those like roll your own, you know? Yeah. And he was doing that with crab pincers. Yeah. He, that is an image that I need to physically see for myself. He did not have a good time, okay? <laughs> so he, he went to school, and he was just, like, brutally, brutally bullied by the kids at school. He was constantly being called a freak and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, yeah. as if that wasn't bad enough, grown adult women who were, like, particularly superstitious apparently would spit in his direction as he passed, thinking that that would... Like in some way protect them from acquiring the lobster-like traits, that or like passing it on to the, their kids or something. It calmed the lobster gods, and they were like, "We will not attack you <laughs> if we spit on this kid. Maybe we'll have good karma." You don't just wake <laughs> up like, one day fuck? with lobster claws, okay? It doesn't just yeah. happen that yeah. way. I think they were more worried about it infecting their wombs or something like that. I don't know what's going on, but this all, like all this terribleness, this was remedied in a couple of ways. Okay, so first, the Styles family moved to Gibsonton, Florida. Okay, never uh, heard of that place. Yeah, right. Well, at the time, it's kind of a nowhere area. At the time, it was a town of uh, carnival sideshow performers who would uh, they'd live they'd live there during the off season in mm -hmm. like trailers. Uh, needless to say, this was a very unique population. Uh, apparently, their like their post office had a counter specifically for dwarfs. Okay, so they fit in in here. And they're not dwarves, <laughs> but like back in this time, they were not accommodating to many people. And if a post office is doing that, this is where lobster boys No, yeah, to be. it's it's crazy. So, uh yeah, all these people would would hang out there. Uh Grady was now more accepted in a comfortable community which just so happened to be uh, almost entirely trailer park residents. Second, 
The second thing that happened to kind of remedy his uh, terrible childhood, sort of, uh, Grady's father took him out of school at the age of seven to bring him on the road as part of his sideshow act. Cool. So I guess I will say this as a as a carnival goer. Uh, hey, believe it or not, I've actually never been to a real carnival. It's it's I've been good. To it's all right. That resemble carnivals, like fairs and things like that. But yeah, there's tents. There's carnies. Yeah. Uh, these are more like organized. I don't know if those are like carny. They probably are in some way. Is like carnies carnies. like a term like jacuzzi? Like it's I just it kind of like a blanket is. term that's still like a specific thing. I don't know. Yeah, because in a way, think of like a like a Six Flags. You know, just because you don't travel, you're still kind of like you're like a diet carny. You know. Yeah. Like you work in the carnival business, so. No, you're right. They might not accept you the same because you don't travel and you don't you know. Do it all yourself. It's all ma- it's made for you. You just show up and take care of it. But in a way, you're part of that community. It's the difference of camping and glamping. You're still out there in it. It's just way different. Yeah, you know that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. So so Grady's father he took him out of school at the age of seven to bring him on the road as part of a sideshow act. Uh, Grady's father was uh, was labeled on stage as Lobster Man. So naturally, uh, Grady Junior. Lobster Boy he took on the stage name Lobster Boy. I, right? Yeah. And he held on to that name until the day he died. Like, that's who he was, Lobster Boy. I get that. It's one of those things, it's like if someone, it doesn't happen to everybody, but every once in a while, someone will be granted a nickname that just really fits. Yeah. And it, even if you grow out of that nickname, it's like, well, that's always who I'll be, because that's, that, that's just what it is. Yeah. You know? That's just who you are now. And that's who he was. They got, they put that tag on him, they're like, he's Lobster Boy. And it just stuck. Especially at show business, you can't get rid of that shit. No. It's name recognition. Mm-hmm. But uh, but even though all of these changes took Grady away from the horrible abuse he experienced at school and in Pittsburgh, uh, he held on to the traumas, and they came out as a vicious anger problem that he'd have his entire life. Oh. All right, so very, very bad anger going on. As Grady grew... Uh, so too did his upper body strength due to his having to, you know, either use a wheelchair or simply use his hands as feet to move about. So he's just running on his hands sometimes. And his hands are not hands, they're claws. They are claws. So he's just like Joe Swanson, just a, a, a tear up. Damn, see, that is, that's wild to me. I, he's see, so strong. And the thing is, it's like, I've seen pictures, right? And like, you might think like, they resemble the claws of a crab, so that's why they like. No, they literally look like that. Yeah, they do not have the hard what? shell. Sorry, Grant. Uh, lobster. Okay. Oh, whatever. Lobster. Whatever. How fucking could you? I apologize. Yeah, the you crab should. people are a different breed. They do not. <laughs> they do not abide by these lobster people's rules of society. No, it's true. Uh, so also, like, all right. So he was super strong because he was just doing the wheelchair all day. He was, he was, he was using his feet, hands to move around. Um, so Grady also learned how to write as well as play sports despite his handicap. That's pretty badass. Right? That's impressive. Yeah, so he grew up to be a sort of like physically strong and capable man, uh, but with these tightened, uh, not tightened, like heightened physical abilities, uh, came his inferiority complexes brutality. Oh, okay. I like the wordage. Thank you. Yeah, it was very tough to say, actually. But, uh, so Grady would insist whenever he met someone new on formal handshakes. Uh, during I which... don't want to shake your hand, so he's like, shake my fucking hand. No, he would insist. So he would uh, <laughs> he would grab their hand, and he would use his immensely powerful appendages to squeeze as hard as he could, oftentimes leaving the person in pain. Why would in a you lot do of pain. That? Why would you do that to people? Like, Especially if someone's at the point where they're about to shake your, your claw... Why? Why would you assault them with that claw? You know what I mean? Like they're not like to that. To prove he could fuck them up, dude. Dude, they know. <laughs> okay, they insane. know. Dude, if he would get into a fight, Grady would show off his like nimbleness by leaping on the person, like leaping with his hands around their neck, uh, taking them to the ground, headbutting them in the chest, and choking them out with his claws. This yep. is how he fought, and it was effective as shit. I'm thinking he does that like side to side lean and like, like the where am I going? Where am I like going? The, like like Zoidberg, you know, just like <laughs> just kind of like that, like in a fight. They're like, okay, man, back off. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, but uh, 
<laughs> so you get kind of get a picture of what kind of guy this is, right? Uh, but despite this brutality, uh, Grady managed to find love. He that found is adorable. Love. I uh, I don't I I don't know if I'm mentally prepared for what for this, but let's I'm ready. All right. So what kind of love is this? Mary Teresa Herzog. Okay. Okay. She had run away from her home at the age of eighteen uh, to join the carnival and escape her abusive home life. That's a terrible story. That's that's a carny. That's but anyway, uh, Grady and Mary met in 1959 while Mary was a ticket seller and Grady was one of the main freaks in uh, in the attraction. He's like, yeah, you'll work up to it one day. I'm one of the the head freaks. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> so, Grady. So uh, the two settled down in a trailer of their own in uh, Gibsonton shortly after this, and uh, this is where Mary worked as a uh, a line worker. At a shrimp factory in the off season. That's why she fell in love with him. <laughs> it was the, that love of, the, of seafood. The nautical sustenance, yes. The love of seafood is what powered their relationship to the next level. Hey man, they lasted a while too. <laughs> After nine years of living together, they uh, they finally got married. Nice. And uh, Grady's uh, not afraid of commitment. Yeah, Don't but commit. uh, this was not a positive marriage. However, oh, you okay? tell. Oh, so let me it was get not this good. The lobster boy and the abused woman that ran away to the carnival for a better life. You're telling me their marriage wasn't perfect? I don't believe Strangely that. Strangely enough. You know, I don't believe that. Strangely enough. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Grady was a raging alcoholic and a an abusive husband uh, who would beat Mary regularly, making sure to only uh, hit her body where her clothes would hide his vile actions from the public eye. Okay. You know? So he's hurting her, but no one no one necessarily knows, though everyone probably you know, he learned infers that, a bit. That makes me just assume that his father was doing similar things because that is, that's like learned behavior, you know, like yeah. to hide the wounds. Like yeah, that's, very much so. It's like, oh, I was drunk. It's like, okay, you purposefully did this. Though. Yeah, no, you, You're definitely. being like tactical about it. That's professional uh, spousal abuse, I guess yeah. you'd say. He knows. <laughs> what, he, what a terrible <laughs> professional spousal abuse. He knows the rules. Like, he knows the game. He's not going to... He doesn't want any of these excuses. Where they're like, I walked into a doorway. It's like, no, no one ever buys that. Yeah. But if you put it, like, right under her boobs, nobody's going to see it most of the time because she's got to have clothes on when she's at work. Yeah. These are in no way directions for you to try. No one should ever do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not promoting. If there was a profession, this guy would be like the teacher. Yeah, no, you would have to. He would be teaching on like the great courses. You'd be right up there about. with Bing Crosby. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyway, so in the midst of all this uh, abuse and uh, right at the beginning of the marriage, uh, Mary and Grady began attempting to have children. So sadly, uh, however, their first two children died of pneumonia. They had one Yikes. kid died of pneumonia. Another kid died of pneumonia, each after roughly like 30 days of life. That's and a like, bad track record. Yeah, dude, and this was thought to have been due to like the terrible conditions that they had to live th- with. You know, yeah, like you uh, traveling with the carnival, like drafty-ass places. They're just constantly moving. I mean, the way I'm not seeing good. it, Florida is not a tepid place. Uh, we're looking at temperatures around 80 to 90 on average. But they're going all around the country, With a too. high humidity, and this is their local home, and they're living in a trailer before the uh, invention of, like, mobilized AC units. Yeah. Gibsonton so, was a swampy-ass area. It's like leaving a baby in a microwave for 30 days. It's not going to make it very far. Yeah, and they didn't. The first two kids died. Uh, so this was, yeah, it was due to the, the, the crazy shit going on. They are traveling, the drafts. Anyway, their third attempt at having a child was successful. Okay? yippity fucking do. Donna I thought Stiles. that was going to be the name. I was like, "What?" No, Yippity? that would be that would be really cool. That would I feel like everyone would believe me. I I almost did. I was Should like, "Should I wow. start just lying in these stories, like little lies?" Maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll see I how it know. goes. But uh, so yeah, Donna Styles was born healthy and without her father's deformity. Uh, one would think that this would be good news for everyone, but Donna's lack of his unique features caused Grady to resent her almost immediately. 
That's like the opposite. <laughs> right? You'd, like think, you'd think it'd be like, oh, fantastic. Yeah, he's like, but no. <laughs> she won't have to go through the hardships that I've had to deal with. He's like, this normal fucking bitch. Why doesn't she have my claws? <laughs> did you cheat on me, you whore? Oh, no, like, he was t- no. He did not like her, dude. Uh, <laughs> so This actually caused his drinking to get worse. Oh, my. Uh, keeping him out on binges for days at a time. Grady, you Oh, my God. Brady, you drunken idiot. You should go back to the sea from whence you came. That's what it needs <laughs> to be Just walk done. into the ocean. Anyway, uh, these binges would usually end with uh, him returning home, vomiting, and passing out in it uh, before he could reach the bedroom. I like how in a, lot of the, a lot of these similar stories... It was often like, enough to where that was exactly what happened every time. <laughs> in your run-of-the-mill story, it's like the husband comes home... And he's angry, and he beats the wife, and then goes to sleep, and like disappears again. And this one's like he'd come home, throw up, and fall asleep, and then he was just done. Yeah, like, it was just that was that. <laughs> no more, no more Grady. He was yeah. just vomit sleeping. It's and, not you know. good. He was a violent, uh, very drunk man. So in in uh, 1969, Marion Grady had another child. Okay, this one's name was Kathy, who did in fact have uh, ectrodactyly. Okay, okay. Like her so father. This okay? is the favorite child for sure. Yeah. At least oh, in Grady's eyes. Definitely. But he didn't even have time to enjoy that because despite the family like continuing to grow, Lobster Boy's antics were proving to be a bit too much for Mary to handle. Okay. So shortly after Kathy was born, Mary left Grady for a man named Harry Glenn Newman, who was a part of the freak show under the stage name Midget Man. This guy was just under three feet tall. Wow, that is small because that's like Vern Troyer. Yeah, how tall was Vern Troyer? I want he was like under three feet. He was like really small. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure like like Peter Dinklage and Warwick Davis, they're like they're on the taller end of yeah, they're like three and a half or something. Yeah, they're like, like they're maybe, they're up there, yeah. you know. But no, I I want to say Vern Troyer. He was like two foot nine or two ten or something. Something. Anyway, yeah, this guy he. He, he was named properly, even though it's uh, questionable today. But Midget Man, he was, uh, he was Harry Glenn Newman. Apparently the two met one night when Grady threw the entire family out of the trailer and Newman offered up his mother's house in Ohio as like a place for them to stay. And Mary and the Midget Man began a courtship All right. shortly after. It's like, you know, you're taking care of the family, this guy isn't. It only makes sense. So while She's the fa- definitely got a type. Like I'm oh, going to yeah. say that she's got a type for the... For the carny folk, well, and like comes with the line of business. I more suppose. specifically, the freak show carny folk, because every not everyone at the carny is has a deformity, you know. Yeah, she was in all, well, quote unquote, she was just a normal person. Yeah, but you would imagine she wasn't like person, she would have person. to like very much convince the people to make her a part of the freak show if yeah. she were to apply for that. She was just a normal person. Let's say she wouldn't get the job because no, somebody would... she would mu- get the job as a ticket seller. Any regular guy with a mustache would get the job before she would because yeah. that's how normal And that's just me and you. Was. We just have mustaches and we're just people. Yeah, they'd be like, you have a hairy face. You're weirder than she is because she's just a normal woman. <laughs> Which is not a bad thing, yeah, but no, no, it's in, bad. in this instance, it, I guess it could be a bad thing. If you try to get into the freak show and they turn you down because you're too normal. Yeah. No, that would be devastating. That would be hard. Yeah. It's like you're too normal to be in the freak show, but you're too freaky to be considered normal. So where do you go? <laughs> the unemployment office. That's, that's I, all you that's, can do. It's like I, I gotta, that's how you get jobs at like Walmart and shit. I don't know. You yeah, know? I guess. But, so, yeah, the the family is at Midget Man's mom's house in Ohio, okay? So while the family was away, um, Grady filed for divorce without Mary knowing. Okay. Isn't that illegal nowadays? Yeah, I'm but pretty not back sure then. you need consent for that one. Yeah, but not I... back then, not back then. So he uh, filed for divorce, and because uh, Mary did not know, she didn't show up for any of the court hearings, which led to Grady receiving full custody of his children. Wow. Not good. Not That is a lapse in judgment. Yeah. That really is. No, very part. much so. And uh, the court and as a whole, they're just like Well, she didn't show up, I guess let's give him to the violent lobster band. I'll just and I don't even know do if that. like I don't even know if like it was a law that is just like or right, one person can file a divorce. Or like did he just forge her signature? It's like can you not tell 
when the lobster boy forges a signature? Yeah, I don't on know. On a document? I know certain states had different rules about that. Like, sometimes it was two consenting. One, Like, some states were like, if one person wants out, it can be done. And this was also, like, 60, 70 years ago, so... Yeah, this was happening all during, like, the 50s and stuff. So, yeah, we're it, things were probably much different back then. Yeah, but, Well, not 50s, 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s. You, Somewhere you, you know how time works. As the story goes on, time keeps on going. You know divorce laws have certainly changed uh, oh, in the span so. of that time. But anyway, so, yeah, she didn't go to any of the hearings. He had full custody of the kids. Grady then showed up at the family's house in Ohio uh, and grabbed his daughters and threw them in the back of a pickup truck before returning to Gibsonton, Florida, where he had already remarried to an extremely dumb and alcoholic woman named Barbara. Okay, okay, so he's got a type 2 now. Uh, he's going for the women that he can control. Yes. This is your run-of-the-mill 50s, uh, you hate to say it, but that's your run-of-the-mill 50s well, a husband right there. It's not good, but it's the truth, yeah. Why would you marry someone smarter than you that would challenge you? You know, it's like you go for someone that'll just be dumb. I guess, man. Right? I guess. That, that's his perspective here, and I guess when you're... And he acted upon it, and you know what Barbara said? I do. So. When you're an alcoholic lobster, you have to take what you could get. No, I mean, it that's is very true. Truth. I've never been that, but I would imagine. So Grady and Barbara moved the family back to Pittsburgh, uh, you know, Grady's hometown, Shortly after this, where Barbara gave birth to Grady's third child in 1976, uh, Grady Stiles III. Wow, what a terrible name. Yeah, and he was also afflicted with ectrodactyly. Okay, that's like perfect. So he was, he was Lobster Boy at number two. Everybody named Grady Stiles uh, always has the claws. No, that's true. like the, the defining factor. Exactly. So Mary remained with Newman, okay? Newman. Newman. <laughs> what? Yeah. Newman, a.k.a. Midget Man. Uh, Mary remained with him and uh, had a son with him, actually, whose name was Harry Glenn Newman Jr. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So these guys just really want immortality. <laughs> they just like, this is all we have. They are My really name needs to live on. They're these fucking names. Like I don't, yeah. Whatever. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, whatever. That's fine. Uh, they also called this kid Glenny. Okay, so just that'll come up later. Okay. They called him Glenny. Glenny. That's uh, a, I've never really heard anybody named Glenn be referred to as Glenny, you know? That's man, a new one for me. Carnies are a different breed, man. I love it. They are. I do. I will say this. I know we're, we're a little interrupting here in this, or that's me, not we. I Who cares? Um, if anybody out there listening to this has been or currently is a Carney, or knows anybody that ha- is or was, definitely email us. I would love to speak to a carny. Not only to, just get, to get their... get the inside scoop. Yeah, not even for their perspective on this story, but just, you know they've seen some crazy shit or like oh, some course. weird shit. And I would love to get in on that. So uh, oh, yeah. definitely let us know if you are affiliated with any carnival workers. Yeah, not very much so. Uh, so yeah, she uh, she remained with Newman. And she had his son, Harry Glenn Newman Jr., Glenny. Uh, but she never stopped missing her other kids, right? So this led to Mary calling uh, Grady up in the early 80s uh, to ask if she could have the kids for Christmas. So Grady agreed under the condition that she meet him at a local bar for a few drinks beforehand. Okay, That's a bad idea. It's not a very good idea. But Mary agreed and brought her new husband along. Oh, okay. God, Mary. <laughs> so the three uh, drank quite heavily. They drank their fill uh, before returning to Grady's trailer. And once there, Mary and Harry, which is kind of cute, Mary and Harry, uh, so they went into the kitchen to make coffee. But when they came back out, they were greeted with Grady pointing a revolver at them. Because that was another thing he could do with his claws. Okay. He taught himself how to use a revolver. Let me... I just, I let me process this for a second here. This, I, I can't, I can't get over this fact that this guy is holding a gun. That thoroughly blows my mind. Like it truly takes me to another level. Man, he was determined, and when he was determined, he could do shit. It was just very unfortunate that it was all super brutal and not good. <laughs> in a way, good for him. In a in a weird in roundabout a way, way. In a way, I guess. It's like, oh, you overcame your handicap to threaten your wife with a gun. He in a, in the most it's sinister evil way, he is a story of triumph. 
Yeah. But at the it, same time, it's just bad. It's it, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, they were greeted with Grady pointing a revolver at them. Grady then whistled, and the back door of the trailer opened, and a man named Paul Fishbaugh, I like whose that name. stage name was the Fat Man. Because he was a part of the freak show, too. He was just a fat man. What, what did uh, they consider the fat man in 1970? Like, 350? Like, no, he was like a guy like my size. So like, he's not back even then, that it was like, <laughs> like yeah, I, like, if you're over 200 pounds, like, you you can be a fat man in a freak show. That's so cool. <laughs> man, that was a simpler time. Yeah, right. But, so, yeah, Paul Fishbaugh came in at uh, Grady's whistle, and he entered the room with a shotgun. Uh, he was hired to be Grady's assistant uh, for what was about to go down, right? So Grady then struck Mary across the face with his claw. And uh, I, <laughs> should I be referring to it as a claw? Yeah. Because, all right. Okay. I, you know what? Because, I'll be damned if anybody out there is going to tell me that that is inappropriate to say. This guy, he's just an inappropriate mess. And I'm going to refer to yeah, his exactly. hands as well, yeah. the claw. What I was digressing from at the very top, it's like this guy is a piece of shit and we're just seeing how, how much of a piece of shit he is. Yeah, so anyway, it's, fine. it's fine. Yeah, so uh, Grady struck Mary across the face with his claw, telling her that next time she bothered him, he would kill both her new husband, Harry, and their child. He's like, you don't leave me alone or I'll fucking kill you and your family. It's like you were the one that invited me out for drinks. <laughs> this guy's ass backwards, okay? Um, Everything maybe he made her pay or something. Who knows? But, uh, all right, so that happened. Okay, it's in the past. Whatever. A few years after this, uh, Donna, the uh, the first child, right, at the age of 15, decided that she could not take living with her dad anymore. He was, like, horribly abusive. He was everything that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. which is not good. You don't want to live there. So she attempted to leave by taking a lover named uh, Jack Lane Jr., who was 18 at the time. Right. A little lovely story. 18-year-old and 15-year-old, kind of questionable, but you know what? They're carnies, and it's it's a very long time ago. Anyway, so they were. Uh, she was going to run away from home with him. Uh, this didn't last long, however, because Grady... Well, she did run away, but that didn't last long. Because Grady somehow got in contact with her, saying that if the detectives got to her before he did... Uh, he'd send her to juvie and kill Jack while she's in there. Okay, so uh, okay. I mean, that's yeah. just what that's where we're at. I but guess. But you know what Donna did? Okay, so Donna, in response, she lied and said uh, that she was pregnant Ooh. and that Jack was planning on uh, getting married to her. You know, make like uh, make a family. Okay, an honest, okay. honest living. Uh, so Grady then reluctantly signed the paperwork necessary for his 15-year-old daughter to be married to this 18-year-old man. Uh, the boy, uh, not the boy. The day before the ceremony, however, Grady went to a local bar and drank 12 whiskey doubles in rapid succession. Damn, that's a lot, even for a carny. That's right? a lot of alcohol. And then he rolled home, and he just drank more whiskey straight from a bottle. Damn. Okay, so he's he's on one. So his he's guts getting his on fill. fire. Yeah, if he didn't have any food, he is definitely just internally on fire. Uh, so Jack, Donna, and Barbara then returned from buying Donna's uh, wedding dress, only to be recruited to go out and find Grady's wheelchair that had gone missing. And apparently, that happened like a lot. His wheelchair would just go missing. Yeah, this I. Can't say I've ever had to deal with anything like that. I try no, to keep a really yeah. close eye on where that thing yeah, is. Yeah, you, you keep your chair on your ass at all times. This guy's just like, ah, fuck it, where is it? I don't know. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> I left it in Ohio, damn it. But yeah, so uh, so they were just like, Grady was like, you go out and find my wheelchair, all, all of you guys. Uh, but Grady told Jack to hang back, right, for a second. He, he was like, I have something to talk to you about. And after only a few seconds, when uh, Donna and Barbara went outside to look, they heard two gunshots. And pew, pew. Pew, pew. And Jack uh, stumbled out of the trailer, having been shot in the chest, and uh, he died in his bride-to-be's arms. That, that's poetic and very sad. But in a way. This guy... Want to hear something that makes it even more brutal? Well, yeah, though? So yeah, Grady, he was standing in the doorway of his trailer in only his underwear, smiling at Donna, and when she asked why he did it, he replied, because I said I would. Okay. And he was just smiling the whole time in his in his little 
little tidy whities Yeah, so this guy's clearly of sound mind. He's extremely fine and okay and healthy, and he just had a bad night. In no that- way has he consumed an entire bottle of liquor and then shot his uh, his future son-in-law. Yeah, in no way is this guy, you know, a horrible monster, human being, crab person. Sorry, lobster person. He's not a crab. He's a lobster. It's a difference. Um, I just don't know what to. Th- I, why? I, I know that this sound. This is. It sounds stupid. So I understand that my my thought here is going to be irrelevant. But I'm not going to stop myself from saying it. No, the whole the whole thing about this show is we just say. Stuff. Why does nobody feel the need to like just fucking slap this guy across the face and be like, hey? Lobster boy. Because then he'd berate you with his big claws and his like, crazy upper body strength and his drunken rage. These people, it's like at the end of the day, it's like if I saw someone murder like my girlfriend in front of me, they're just like, I told you I'd kill her. I'd be like, uh, I like have to do something. I can't just like hang out with you now. You are about to freak out at the next couple paragraphs I have. Okay. Do it. All right, let's let's hear it. I'm ready for this <laughs> so, freak all out. Right. So Grady was naturally he was he was taken by police. Uh, He's put into custody, and he was charged with first-degree murder under penalty of electrocution. So he was facing the chair. He's facing the chair. But Grady, uh, being one of the more popular sideshow attractions, was able to hire a good lawyer who played up the sympathy card at his trial so heavily that Grady Stiles, after murdering a man in cold blood, got off on the death penalty and was given 15 years probation with no restrictions on travel. Okay, yeah, that, I mean, in a weird way, I, like, I guess I get it, because it's like, well, they're not going to give up on their best freak, you know? I get, well, well, after this ruling, like, Grady divorced Barbara and began his own freak show. <laughs> so, it, they, it was literally just because the lawyer was so good at his job, he was just like, this guy was born this way, he hates it. The glove don't his, fit. his love... For life is just terrible. I don't know what was going on in that courtroom, but they got him 15 years probation with no travel. Quite literally, Jake. The glove Insane. don't fit. The glove don't fit at all. They couldn't get a <laughs> glove to fit this gloves. guy. So they custom made. He they got made. off. Yeah, he wasn't wearing. Yeah, the three hundred dollar custom made <laughs> lobster gloves. So they knew it wasn't him because they're like, "There's no way he could wear regular." I feel like mitts. he could wear like oven mitts would fit. Yeah, they probably well. would actually. Right. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, after, like I said, after the ruling, Grady divorced Barbara and uh, began his own freak show featuring himself as the star. All right, And at the same time, Mary's husband, uh, Harry, he had a... This is all in Ohio because they're still together. Uh, so Mary's husband, Harry, had a bad accident at his job at a tire factory because he had gotten out of the carnival business like years before and started his own tire factory and he was like doing well. But he, like, fell 15 feet and, like, hurt his back real bad. Yeah, uh, that's not good. Yeah, so he was... This, like, bound him to a wheelchair and forced him to get back into the carnival business. So, Donna, you know, uh, the the daughter... Yeah, yeah, who's uh, Grady's daughter. Yeah, whose fiancé was murdered by Grady. She moved in with, uh, with Mary... After Grady murdered her husband. Oh, okay, smart move. Yeah, right. So Mary, Harry, Donna, and Glenny, they hit the road on the carnival circuit. Okay? Uh, Mary began growing tired of Harry and began thinking of her old husband, Grady, again. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh. And it just so happened that the two crossed paths while on the road. And during this encounter, Grady uh, claimed that he was uh, going to be sober. And just wanted her back, right? And oh. what does Mary do? <laughs> she oh. believed him and goes right back to Grady, remarrying him and leaving Harry and oh. her semi-steady life behind. Oh, I don't even have words. So to the whole describe. family's back together. You know what? I wanted to feel bad for Mary. I really did. But she is a fucking idiot. These are all intensely stupid people. She is asking that has to be cleared away. Any this, possible like, harm or negativity that comes her way, she signed up for it knowingly. She left because she's like, this guy was a terrible person. He's a monster of a man, and I don't want to be with him. And she's like, you know what? I kind of miss the way he smells. Yeah, dude, uh, you want to hear something? Fucking idiot! You want to hear something even crazier? 
Donna, whose husband Grady murdered, forgave him after simply receiving his blessing to marry a different man. Oh, okay. So everything's just fine now, apparently. <laughs> like, this is what The family was back together again, and for three months, things seemed to be going well. Say what you will about the public education system in the United States of America. When you, This is what happens when you take people out of that when they're seven years old. Yeah. This is what happens. So. So, <laughs> so, like I said, the family's back together. Uh, and for three months... Things seemed to be going well. But after that three-month period, Grady began drinking again, and he reverted uh, to his old drunken and abusive ways. So Grady would wake up at 8 a.m., be relatively pleasant. He would be, like, fine. He would start drinking by 10, and then he was just an abusive drunken monster the rest of the day, every single day. Who keeps giving him this alcohol? I don't know. Like, I really, I, I feel like he might be able to go pay for it himself, but like, also, it doesn't seem like he'd be the guy with the patience to like run errands. Right, exactly. You That's know? my like, thought. So it's like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Somebody is providing this for him, and it's like, I hate it, but he really wants it. It's like, uh, you're, oh my god, I just want to like, I, I hate. I've never felt this way about any topic we've covered. I just want there to be a drone strike on this person's like dwelling and they're just all wiped out a drone strike that is what i want because these people you know what even donna i get it because you know you're young and you don't really know any better yeah, and you, yeah. but i how could you put i just, I just can't I don't wrap my know. mind around i really don't know, i can't man. process it i can't uh, do it so <laughs> so at this point uh even after he started you know drinking again and he was terrible the family was still back together and the whole family was now a part of grady's freak show and his son, Grady Styles III, uh, he was made to follow in his father's footsteps, and he became a part of the lobster family in the showcase, working under his father. Lobster baby, perhaps? Lobster baby, maybe. I don't know what his title was. I don't know what his, his title was either, but uh, he, he was a lobster guy. Maybe lobster baby. That, that is good. He's a prom night lobster baby. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> it wasn't long into the family business, traveling and uh, Grady returning to the bottle, that Donna's new husband, Joe, uh, noticed that Mary, you know, uh, Mary Grady's Grady's wife, mm-hmm. came back to him. Mary was skimming profits each night, all right? So she was saving money without Grady knowing. Uh, for what reason, you ask? I didn't, but I was about murder. to ask that. So murder yeah. is the answer. Murder is always the answer. Of course it is. So why would uh, anything be like normal? They're like, we really. I was saving that money to go to family therapy so we could figure out our problems. Like no, no. Just uh, well, we'll get into it. So both Mary and Kathy began thinking up and approaching men to uh, to carry out the murder of Lobster Boy. Great. Okay. Okay. And they found a man willing to do it in Gibsonton, Florida. Okay. His name was uh, Chris Wyant. And he was 17 years old, and he prided himself on stories he'd tell his friends of murdering countless people in drive-bys. Ooh, what so an he was interesting. A, he was a bit of a toughie, you know. So uh, stories vary on how much was given to Wyant to carry out the murder. Some say it was $300. Some say it was $1,500. In any case, on November 29th of 1992, the deed would be carried out. Okay. At 11 o'clock that night, the family left the trailer, leaving uh, Grady in his recliner with nothing but his underwear on, uh, as he often was. And was he was just say, drunk seems, as shit. That was, seems to be kind of the M.O. of That's him. his baseline, yeah. That's that's him in his natural habitat, is only underwear, drunk as shit, in a recliner, and I think he was watching TV. Okay. So. Um, also, uh, Grady Styles third was sleeping in his room. And the family, like, left while he was still in there. Anyway, so that kind of sucks. Wyant, uh, not minutes after the family left the house at 11 o'clock, he walked in and quickly shot Lobster Boy three times in the back of the head, killing him instantly. And here's the kicker. Grady Stiles III, his son, who was born of his his other wife, Barbara. Right, right. He was left in his room. He heard the shots and just went back to sleep, assuming it was like a family scuffle. 
Don't worry about it. They do this all how, the time here. How fucked up is that? That is just a testament to how awful that house was. He was I, like, this is completely normal. I'm just going to go back to bed. If I ever heard a gunshot in my house, I would be absolutely mortified. Right? <laughs> it would be so loud. I would be... I would move immediately. Uh, it's... <laughs> So he's dead, dude. Fucking Lobster Boy is dead. And the first cops on the scene, uh, they, they came and they were just like, you know, this is probably like a robbery or something. Uh, but they found nothing at all was missing, including Grady's wallet, which had like so much money in it. Jesus. And, <laughs> so, because he was, oh, he owned the entire freak show. He was the head of it. So he was like rolling in it. But anyway, uh, they, they quickly noticed that nothing was nothing was gone. But they also noticed that the family didn't seem sad, like, at all about what had just occurred. They just didn't care. They're like, well, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? And so uh, Glennie was there, and he was he was uh, working as a blockhead, I guess, in the freak show after he grew up. Is it, that what uh, I think it is? Like, it's the guy who, like, nails things yeah. into his, like, nose and shit. Okay, okay. So he was, like, tremendously stupid. Okay, so they the police brought Glennie in for questioning regarding what transpired that night, and he like knew about the whole plot, right? And uh, they hooked him up to a lie detector. And when they told Glennie that the results showed that he was lying, uh, he quickly just gave up the whole plot to the police. <laughs> he just told him, and then they brought in Mary, who pretty much confessed just as easily, uh, which led to the arrest of uh, Glennie, Mary, and Chris Wyant. Okay. And so each of them were charged with first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit first-degree murder. Mary got 12 years for manslaughter and was later freed on appeals. Wyant got 27 years for second-degree murder. And Glennie got life in prison. Wow. <laughs> and he's still there. Uh, so, that yeah, that's the story of Lobster Boy. What a fucking mess. You know what I mean? I don't really know what to say or what to feel about this particular story. Um, <laughs> it happened, that's for sure. Yeah, it uh, did. It, it, it physically occurred in in reality, the reality that we live in. But I just don't, I don't really know how to react, you know? I don't really know what to think. I mean, what can you say? Like, ah, oh, that happens. It's like, well, I guess you're right. Uh but what do we do about this? Like, there's nothing to do. Can we talk about for just a uh, just a, a simple moment just a here? Smidgen. How come he never utilized his pincers as a weapon? You know, he did. Do you choke people out? Like I said, no, I know, but I wanted to see him like do some crab shit. You know, or just like start nipping at people and cutting them up and like. One thing cool. that that he did do to Mary before they got divorced uh, that I didn't mention, which I forgot about until now. He uh, he pinned her down one day and stuck part of his claw inside of her and ripped out a uh, something that would prevent her from having children. That was like in her yeah, I could die in her uterus. Yeah, so he like just ripped that out, and that had quite a bit to do with her wanting to divorce him. But but he was such it a was good a, man. Know, he, she wanted to come back to him. I guess after after Harry took a spill. Good lord! That... Anyway, so that's one example of him using the claws. But yeah. I want some like Mortal Kombat he shit, was, you know. He was thoroughly terrible, Grant. Make oh, no yeah. make no mistake of it. Oh, absolutely! It doesn't. Even though he wasn't utilizing his claws as a weapon, it does not mean he's a less of a bad person. Um, he's still a monster. Yeah. And you know what? I just don't. I don't really have words because I feel like everyone involved in this story. Except the people that died are just idiots. The people that died, they really just were in the wrong places at the wrong times. Like that's yeah, that's the sad truth. Pretty of it. much. Um it's really like a it's kinda like the show Modern Family, but really sad and about carnival people. <laughs> and so what do you like, mean? Because, you know, it's like, that was just like, they're just a regular old family, you know? It's like, we have our problems, and we solve them with violence. <laughs> oh, God. And alcohol. Lots and lots, lots of fucking alcohol. Lots of alcohol. Oh, man. Yeah. So, alcoholic lobster boy. Grady Styles. Yeah, the lobster man. 
He, yeah, that, yeah. that's it. That's He's really, dead. Isn't that wonderful? That's like the best news you can get, <laughs> really, is that he's just like, you don't have to worry about his existence. You, you know, know what sucks is that the blockhead, Glenny, he's just in life in prison. <laughs> that poor guy, too. Yeah, he like, didn't even commit the murder. He just, uh, he just put it all together. Or yeah. helped Mary put it all together. He actually, he put it together and then told Mary at 8 o'clock the night it happened that it was going to happen. And she was just stoked on it. She was like, yes. And then they left at 11 and it happened. But, uh, so, yeah. We're going to see that makes me think that maybe there was more to Mary. That maybe the reason, because it, it is strange that Donna, the daughter, would move back in. And then within a couple months of that happening, Mary is divorcing Harry and moving back to Grady. So I'm starting to think that maybe. Maybe Donna was pulling some strings. Maybe. Pulling at the, the, the old heart strings. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. maybe this was... Maybe I was too harsh to judge her return. Maybe that was all part of the grand plan, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe. Or maybe she was an idiot, and it just so happened that this is how it ended. I don't know. I don't think any of them were smart. No. But... Um, no. The God best, damn does it make for a good story. It really does. And it's funny because this story, it's really not covered that often. It's not something no, yeah, that, like... I, uh, I think I got, like, I found out about this because of that recent story where it's like the guy, the lobster fisherman got swallowed by a whale, supposedly. And, like, I spit did back not up. hear that. Yeah, he, like, he got apparently inside of a whale, like, on accident, and then it spat him back out. But I was trying to look up that story, and it was, like, lobster, and then boy was up there, and I was like, Grady Styles. You're like, who the hell is this? And I was like, oh, my God, we have to cover this on the show. And that's like, the story like of it. this episode right now, everybody. So, there it was. <laughs> that's the story for this <laughs> episode. the story of how this story came to be this episode. That really, that kind of is how sometimes we just find episodes. We just... Yeah, we're like, what the fuck is it? Like, Lake Baikal, you're just like, yeah, I read an article on it. We should cover it. Yeah, pretty much. And then just... it just turned out to be like... Holy fuck, there's so much to this lake. Sometimes things just occur, you know? Sometimes stuff just happens. But, with all that being said, that is yeah, effectively our episode for the, the week. This is the end of the show. We love you guys very much. This was It was fun. We went back into true crime. We haven't done that in a minute. We did, what, Bobardella, but when was that like? That was fucking ages ago. I want to say that was like... March, February, maybe? Maybe yeah. March? That was a Grady Styles first children's lifetime ago. It, yeah, pretty yeah, much. It was longer than that. Long ass time. But anyway, uh, we are starting a cult. That it's, we are. That is Grant and I am, Jake. And it is Friday, and we'll be back next Friday, but also Thursday on our Patreon, right? Uh, It will be the subsequent Thursday. The subsequent Thursday. So a week from this Thursday is when we'll restart the schedule. Okay. Um. Yeah, because the the way my schedule was, they had me fucked up for two weeks, and then now I'm like on my proper schedule. So this coming Thursday, there will be no Patreon episode. Okay. But the schedule will continue from here. So the we'll schedule be... will continue. We will deliver for you all patrons, and if you want to become a patron, there's a link below. You can also follow us on all the shit. There's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we're on YouTube. You should subscribe there and any anywhere you listen. Mm-hmm. But again. Yeah, the Patreon link is below, and we do episodes every other week. And yes. it's not going to happen next week, but the following week, and then every two weeks from then on. And we definitely promise you we will deliver a, a nice doozy of an episode for us uh, missing an ex- extra week in there. It's true. So we uh, we will not just be putting out a regular old episode. We'll, uh, we'll be doing that, and we'll have some little extra things to have a little bit more fun conversation, let you know some things. But, uh, yeah, we you will. You want to learn some stuff? Oh, you will. Come on over. You're going to learn, damn it. But uh, we love you guys very much. It's Have true. a great week. Yes. Um, yeah, it's almost almost July. How about that? Isn't that weird? It's coming up real quick. Isn't time just strange? So we'll be back one more time in June. But, uh, you know, enjoy. Uh, I think summer technically starts this weekend. Yeah, it's like the 23rd or some shit. Maybe. Uh, something like that. 20-something. But, it uh, already started. It's been like 90 for fucking three weeks. That means that the days are officially going to start getting shorter, so enjoy them while you can before uh, fall and winter come back, before you even fucking know it, you know? I am a winter and fall boy. 
Okay. I definitely agree. I very much prefer that to heat. The older I've gotten, the more I've despised the summer. Dude, you can only take off so many layers. Mm-hmm. You can put on as many as you fucking want. No, it's brutal. But anyway, we love you guys very much. Uh, sadly, Mitch is not here yet, so you will not get your patented lovely bananas or anything yeah, like I'll that. I'll do my best to stand in his shoes, but I know it will not satiate all you lovely people. It won't. The Mitch crowd out there, you'll be upset that he's that he's not here. So, uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be around. Don't worry, he'll be back eventually. I don't know. We did do this really early today, so that's Whatever. probably why he's not here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we will be back <laughs> next week. He's at work. That idiot. Loser. All right, we love you guys. Anyway, yeah. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bananas. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.